before I use a software to do product research, mm -hmm. I just go on Etsy and see what they suggest to me. Because like a lot of time, there's a reason why they suggest this listing to me. Based on that, I can give the, I can see the similar listings and maybe in that similar listings, it's the one that it's popular. So before I do anything, a lot of times I just browse like casually. Hey there, welcome back to the Etsy seller podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey. And today we're talking with Patrick, who has been in the e-commerce industry for many years now. He's been selling on eBay. He's been selling on Facebook marketplace, and he's recently been transitioning over to the Etsy world where things are a little bit different because you can't necessarily drop ship and you have to actually craft a product to be more unique and more handmade. And he's also been documenting his journey on his YouTube channel for all the new aspiring Etsy sellers to kind of learn along with him. He talks about how he uses Everbee to create his products for, the, for his Etsy shop and how he uses our keyword search feature to look into different niches, to understand what people are actually searching for on Etsy, what they're buying, and he can go and make those products that are in demand. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee, and we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone in the world and using it to make a positive impact in our families and in our communities. Everbee is the Etsy business tool that helps Etsy sellers find winning products and gets more sales. Everbee will help you understand what people are searching for on Etsy and what they're actually buying on Etsy. So you can just go and make those products that people are wanting to buy. When you wonder where your listing is showing up in the search results, our rank tracker will show you just that. So you understand what keywords are working for your listing and which ones are not. And if you ever fear that dreaded Etsy suspension, excuse me, due to an accidental trademark infringement on our listing, Everbee will let you know. Our trademark monitor automatically scans all of your listings every single month for you to make sure to let you know if there are any potential trademark infringement issues. It's a tool you guys need to be using to grow your business. Sign up for free, everbee.io. Let's jump in to today's show. Patrick, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Good to see you, Cody. Uh, nice see you again, it's good I to know, see man. you, buddy. Se second time meeting in the last two weeks. Yeah. Third time yeah. is a charm. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, very, very happy to have you on. And like you, you, how did we get here? We were talking, we were looking on YouTube, I think, in the past, like I was, and I came across like a video of you kind of telling your story of starting from a shop from an Etsy shop from nothing to something, right? And you're kind of like documenting your journey and, um, and you just happen to be using Everbee at the same time, which is super cool to see. And I think that's when we reached out. I'm like, man, we need to meet Patrick and like, we need to talk to him. And that's kind of how it all started, right? That is pretty much how it all started. I would say I'm one of those, uh, new YouTube people on Etsy, sorry, new Etsy people on YouTube that, I feel like there's a big trend right now on YouTube with Etsy and has to do a lot of with digital product, uh, digital products and AI because everyone is trying to jump on this trend. I'm one of those people to be honest, but, um, I, yeah, I, I, I am pretty new to Etsy. I am mostly, I have an e-commerce background from eBay and Facebook marketplace and some other platforms as well. But eBay and Facebook Marketplace, that's kind of where I have like the most expertise, I, I would say. 
Yeah. Can we talk about that? Can we actually jump, jump into like, sure. how, how do we even get to this point? So maybe before Etsy and what do you do for a living? First of all, like, do you do this full time? Do you do this part time as a hobby? Like, what do you do for a living? So full-time uh, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, seller, reseller, dropshipper. I also have a, uh, we are also a dropshipping supplier. We have a company called Dropship Friendly. So we have hmm. a warehouse here in the US. You can use us as a supplier. Um, oh, no if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like e-commerce in general, I, I would say. Sure. Specifically on marketplaces specifically on ebay and facebook i guess that's number one sure so you, so you drop ship on on ebay of course because it's drop ship friendly you drop ship on marketplace because it's drop ship friendly facebook marketplace um e etsy is obviously not drop ship friendly unless you're print on demand because it's all handmade and type of hand created or at least created by you so obviously you kind of pivoted that a little bit but the point is it's all kind of the same fundamentals and that's why you can kind of move from one platform to another right yeah, I mean, they all marketplaces. Um, each one of them is, I can tell there's a different set of rules, different vibe, this different type of products are being sold on, on, on these marketplaces. Etsy is for sure the most unique one. I am also feeling a little bit of, uh, I feel like the Etsy people don't like the fact that I'm dropshipper because they think I'm dropshipping. I'm not dropshipping on Etsy. That's not mm -hmm. what I'm doing over there. Yeah, yeah. But I think some people get that vibe from me uh and i'm actually not promoting dropshipping on etsy i, I don't think you should do it at all For sure yeah you should uh, ebay facebook that's a different story yeah etsy, I, don't, I don't i don't think you you should you should touch dropshipping over there and i i, I noticed that it's a big uh it's etsy, a touchy it's subject a problem over there yeah. It's a touchy subject on, on Etsy sellers. Um, like what is dropshipping even mean? Is print on demand dropshipping? Technically it kind of like, kind of is in a variation, some form, but it's like, it's not because you're creating actual design and you're actually custom printed it. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. But like, to be clear, I mean, we've talked before, so I can actually say this on your behalf too, is like, we're not talking about dropshipping on Etsy, like in, in a form yeah. of, we're talking about creation of digital digital art or digital files, adding value, making unique items on Etsy today. Um, but when we talk about your background and your experience, you have a broader experience of e-commerce. Some of that is in dropship, or a lot of it is in dropshipping, by the way, which is totally okay on those other platforms. Etsy just happens to not be that kind of a platform. Um, yep. So yeah. Does that summarize it pretty good? Yep. You got it right. <laughs> nice. Totally. I mean, honestly, like my first... We, I tried drop shipping a few times uh, in my first kind of e-commerce journeys on using a Shopify store and doing the whole AliExpress thing. And I just couldn't get it to work for myself. Um, it was just like, I don't know. I, hats off to anybody that can get it to work. Um, fortunately, I found other ways to make e-commerce work. Anyway. Okay. So back to your story. Um, <laughs> drop shipping, eBay, uh, Facebook Marketplace. You have e-commerce experience. You also have like you also do supplying as a service for companies. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, dropshipfriendly.com. If anyone wants to use it, um, we 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 basically you know because just just like you said, there's a lot of people that try to dropship from China and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and obviously that comes with a lot of problems and issues, especially with the shipping time. We can ship it really fast. We ship within like uh, you know two or three business days. 
wherever you want in us right now we only operate in the us but um maybe in the future we're gonna expand depends on uh how big our business is gonna grow like we opened uh literally like a month two two months ago so it's oh, still cool. relatively new oh congrats yeah. that's awesome Thank you. Very cool. Um, and to be clear for anybody listening, don't drop ship. Don't use dropshipfriendly.com for Etsy. Uh, <laughs> yes. For, yeah. I, is, uh, yep. Everybody listening to this is an Etsy seller, but they could be selling on other platforms too. And they should, I mean, if, if they feel like yes. they have that calling. So that's, that's great. Okay, cool. How did you get to Etsy? How, like, how did this came about? So Etsy was always on my mind. I actually was trying to, uh, specifically digital products. So, um, I last year I was exploring Etsy and I was exploring the fact of uh, that you can sell digital products on it and that that really got me um, like hooked because it's in my my mind it's very scalable. Uh, there's I don't need to build a website. There's already a website that they're gonna bring traffic to me. All I have to do is just create the product, list it, and you know the traffic will come in. That's what attracts me to all these marketplaces such as eBay, etc. So I really like that idea. Um, but and I try some something. I, I list some products on Etsy. Uh, I list some uh, wall art that I made, and I list some uh, public domain books or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but I didn't get much success. So. Uh, I always wanted to jump in. I always wanted to jump in into Etsy. I just didn't have talent, let's say. I, I was not really creative. Um, but uh, the beginning of this year, 2023, you know, I go on YouTube and I see videos about ChatGPT. I go on YouTube and I see videos about MidJourney. I go on YouTube and I see all these different tools that just suddenly like pop up, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And I talk to people that I know are into e-commerce and they show me these like tools and different, you know, uh, um, features that you can use. And with AI, uh, I decided to jump in on this trend and I was like, you know what, now I don't really need to be creative. I know how to like find a good product in my opinion, because, you know, product research um, might different from platform to platform, but the core principles stay the same. You, you're trying to look for, looking for data that will prove that, like, yeah, this design is a good design that you 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 can use. This product is a good product you can sell. There is a niche over there that's be, like booming right now, and and to like ever be are are useful to you know do product research. So uh, I How got you- ever be. Sorry, go yeah, go ahead. No, no, continue, continue. I was just, I, I just said, I got Everbee. I looked at the um, products that are selling and I decided to create something similar to it and um, and start listing it. Um, yeah, what, what was your question? No, and how'd it go, by the way? I'm just curious, like, how'd that go? Um, so I opened two stores on Etsy. And again, I started March or February, some 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 in between that time. Uh, I opened one store. Uh, I started selling uh, like like printable wall art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually a print-on-demand store first until I decided that I want to go fully digital and don't even okay. bother with print-on-demand, just, just sell the, the, the patterns. So anyway, I, I don't know. The first couple of weeks, 
I didn't get much success. I don't know how many listings I had, maybe like 10, maybe 20, something between that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much success. But then I decided to just, uh, but I also like was playing with ideas. I, 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 sure. I don't know. I, I was just like exploring. This is also you know, yeah. your full-time job, right? This isn't like your full-time thing. Like you're kind of playing with this type of ex- experiment maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is more of an experiment. Uh, I want it to be more significant, and I'm actually like going towards the, that direction. But uh, basically, in order to scale this up, I need to. I wanted to learn like the platform and the tricks and the insights of the platform. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's 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 play with this for a couple of months until I hire someone and. Uh, you know, maybe outsource uh, the whole process, uh, which is actually what I'm doing right now. I'm actually, I hired just like two people yesterday. So, yeah. So essentially it's I'm like having your own, it's, you have a company and then you basically have an artist inside of your team basically, or the artist would be the person actually prompting the AI art. Um, maybe we can go into like what your process is, but essentially it's people on your team now. Yeah, it's, it's, I, uh, I'm just coming up with an idea. They do kind of everything else. That's, okay. that's the process. Which means, yeah. can we talk about what everything else means? Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So I, I, I let's say I just focus on the product research because I don't want to outsource that part. I feel like I want to be in control of that. And I want to, again, I don't want them to copy everything. I want to create something similar, but not exactly the same thing that's already popular. Sure. So I want to be in control of that because I don't want to get in trouble. I, I don't want to. I, that's the part I want to be in control of. Sure. So I just give them the list of, you know, um, ideas. And what I want them to make is basically, uh, you know, here's an idea. Let's say I want you to create, um, I don't know, an image of a sea turtle because I sell clip art. Most of my, my products are either clip art or patterns. Uh, that you can put on, you know, a piece of clothing or something like that, Mm -hmm. or a mug. So I give him an idea. Let's say I want to see turtle uh, clip art and create a couple of variations of it and put it in in the folder. And then I I review the folder. I review the images. I want them to remove the background. So they use Photoshop to remove the background. I want them to upscale the images. I want them to improve the quality. If there's anything that needs to be fixed, they just do it. And um, and once they are done, they put everything in one folder. I review it. Once I approve it, I list it on Etsy. Uh, they create the mockups too. So they create the mockup images. Um, and that's pretty it, much man. it. Yeah. And then they probably publish it to Etsy. Or do you publish it to Etsy? I do the final steps, but they do all these like... Um, <laughs> You know, the, those, those the stuff that cool. you're not necessarily good at, or you don't necessarily love to do. Yeah. I, I, it's something that I don't like to do. It's very tedious at, after a certain point, you know, cause I create yeah. a bunch of these listings already and it's, it, it, I get, I get tired and you know, I want to, I want to do other stuff. So, uh, real quick yeah, on that. So great. for the, for the actual like titles and tags and description and stuff like that, you create those then. Titles, I, uh, I'm i doing the title description. I just give them a template that they copy, but the titles, I, I do it myself. Okay. And, and the, the tags. tags. The okay. tags. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you get the titles and tags typically for you? 
Uh, I use your tool and usually I try to see maybe this look, look, I might be doing it wrong. If, if, if you have a better method, let me know. But this is my method. Usually mm-hmm. if I find something, if I find a niche that it's, uh, you know, uh, booming or like that's the niche mm-hmm. I want to sell in. I look at the, at the most, uh, popular like listings and I try to see what tags are they doing. And I usually don't try to copy everything. I try to mix it because a lot of time I create something similar and there might be some tags that are going to be different. So I either miss and match from a couple of listings of tags or, or uh, look up the tags that are pretty popular or maybe usually it's a mix of tags that are already big and popular and then some niched ones that are less popular. So it's like 50-50. Yeah. It honestly depends. Like, uh, I don't really have a one particular method. I try to look at the data and then miss and match it. I understand. Same yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, I think that's a solid approach. I think it's probably, that's typically like what I would probably do too is I would, if I'm going to sell like cat, cat clip art, for example, right? I'm going to go to cat clip art in Etsy or in, in Everbee's database. And I'll basically probably sort by monthly sales or total sales or monthly revenue, whatever I decide and find the one that's most similar to mine. And then, and they're, that are crushing by the way, having great revenue, great products are great, great sales. And then I would just use probably the same, very similar title and very similar tags. I would copy that, paste it into mine. I would probably tweak it now. I'm going to tweak it some, of course, and maybe if mine's not a black cat, mine's a white cat. Maybe I'll change it to not black cat. Of course, I'll make it the white cat. Um, and then another trick that I would suggest maybe at least look considering is mm-hmm. high demand, low competition type of tags that you can actually find in Everbee's keyword research. We just added competition. And so you could actually find like products or keywords ta- or tags that have like relatively high competition. So for example, 2000 searches per month and, but they only have a competition of, let's say, you know, uh, 10,000 comp- competitors or 2000 competitors or something like that. And so consider if they're relevant, consider putting those in your tags. Cause that would automatically have a more likelihood of ranking. Um, yep. but I'm sure that's, that's obvious to you, but for anybody listening, high demand, low competition is really where any business really wants to be in. Uh, it's challenging, but there's ways. It's the, it yeah, I would to say those, those are the hardest ones to find. These are yep. hard to find. You but can't once find, you find them, them. Yep. Yeah. You can't find them without a tool. I mean, you have to get so lucky to find them without a tool. Like you have to be able to look through the data and like start to get comfortable with looking at this stuff to, to really find it. But, um, we're actually trying to make it easier than keyword research is like, we, we, we've applied, we've, we've created a, a score, a keyword score uh-huh. in, in Everbee. So for example, if cat clip art, for example, has 2000 searches monthly. But it's got, you know, relatively low competition, meaning like a two thousand only two thousand competitors. But it's got two thousand searches per month. Like, the likelihood of you winning in that is in that in that uh, in that category is really really high because it's like not very many competitors compared to like if you type in shirt, they might have thirty thousand searches a month on shirt, but it's got like. 2 million listings, competitive listings, right? It's going to be very hard to rank for the keyword shirt. Um, anyway, nerding out on the data stuff, but uh, there's ways. <laughs> there is a way. Um, yeah, but 
I, I've seen that I've seen that uh, ranking score and, and 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 it's useful. But just like you said, it's um, it's hard to find that 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 niche that's you know it's high in demand but low in supply. It's really hard. It's you kind of have to keep an eye on it constantly. To be honest, if you want to find yeah. something, I noticed it too. Place. Like curious to get your opinion on this, but I feel like sometimes it's not about. You don't need to find that to be successful. Like sometimes people get discouraged because they don't, they, they, they just look everywhere and they see competition, like so much competition, right? And so they're looking for this and they're looking and they're looking and they're looking for this like perfect high demand, low competition, because that's what everybody on YouTube or that's what we're telling you right now. But the reality is you don't have to have that. You just have to have a better product then or a better price or better offering, right? Would you agree? Or what do you think? Yeah, um, better product, better branding, whatever it is, it's, um, you just need to stand out and you need to find a way to stand out, kind of. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a game. Like it's, uh, I, I use different tactics on different marketplaces for this. Um, for example, I, I'll give you an example. So, on Facebook Marketplace, for example, if you're trying to sell something, usually the listings that perform better are the ones that look more natural because that's the vibe of that platform. So yeah. like if you take a picture with your phone, even though it looks very, like um, it doesn't look professional, um, they <laughs> these pictures look better. That's not the case with eBay, for example. Um, with Etsy, uh, in the regards of digital products, I haven't cracked the formula yet, but what I'm seeing from my experience, at least from where like clip art or, or like the mock-ups, a lot of people use the same mock-ups or like the same um, layouts. But the moment you kind of start to play, start playing with the layouts and try to use a different type of layout than everyone else is doing, like I see a difference. I see a difference with like the conversion rate or like the click through rate, whatever. So like little things can Much even the different background color, you know, like you use a more shiny color or there's a higher contrast between the objects or something like that. It can it can make a difference. It's like That's with ads, running ads, you know, like when you, you test the ads, one color might perform better than the other or something like that. That's interesting. I mean, I think we stay on that for a second because most people think on Etsy in any, any marketplace, we all want to fit in. This is what as humans, right? We want to fit in. So our products, our Etsy products should look like everybody else's Etsy products, right? Like we want to fit in. Um, but what you're kind of saying is like fit in, but like stand out with like your background color or something like that, because you don't want to fit in when you're competing with all the other 64 listings on the page. You don't want to just fit in and blend in with the crowd. You actually want to stand out, right? Yep. So yep. you mentioned one strategy of maybe changing the background color, but what's another, like, is there another one that you have off the top of your head that you've kind of experimented with about standing out to increase your click-through rate? I'm personally exploring this myself cool. with Etsy, but um, changing a background color is, is one thing. Uh, Again, like, uh, um, for example, in the digital clip art trend, I see that uh, one, one niche is very popular right now. It's that it's Highland cows. So like anything with the Highland cow is very popular mm -hmm. on Etsy. 
uh, and there's so many of them, but I create a couple of these listings as well. But uh, so usually when you, when you sell those, you see people selling the Highland cows, just like the regular Highland cows, it's just a cow, right? Mm -hmm. What I start doing is like, I put the glasses on them or like put a hat or like a cowboy boots or something. It looks a little bit silly, but these do perform. They do perform very well, actually. So, you know, adding an object to a digital image or just just little changes, you know, like mm -hmm. giving a new option to something that's already popular might also um, bring, you know, more eyes on, the, on your listing. How do you do that? So you have a process and AI is, is your world um, using AI, these tools, I mean, it's, you know, to make, make your images and things like that. For someone that hasn't used, you know, Midjourney or Dolly or any of these tools to create digital art or digital, whatever you, whatever you want to call them, printables um, or clip arts, how do you do it? Maybe like high level, like what's the first step they can do? And then, then what's kind of the process? Um, <laughs> I can tell you my process. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm an expert in it. Sometimes yeah, on, yeah. My YouTube, it's okay. on my YouTube videos, people, people say, write a comment and be like, this is not how you do it. You fool. Like, you know, people don't <laughs> give me, this is people actually correct me. And, uh, well, really real quick on that. Like the cool <laughs> thing about you doing this YouTube thing is like, you're not, you're not trying to be this like YouTuber. You're just documenting a, a process or documenting your story on whatever you're doing and showing people how you're doing it. I think people ex sometimes I, expect YouTubers to like be experts, but it's really just. I, I'm going to correct you, Cody. I am oh, trying to be YouTuber 100%. I want to oh, be okay. cool. I want to be famous from YouTube. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh. No, I, obviously I want my YouTube to perform well, but. I'm I'm not yeah I'm not pretending to be an expert in in Etsy right. or AI or I mean I I share what I know but if I don't know something I'm not going to pretend you know that I do know sure um but in the regards of mid journey and my process very often um well now it's kind of easier with mid journey cuz mid journey for those of you who are not familiar mid journey is the the tool I use to generate AI images and it works similar to like chat GPT or any other, you know, text-based uh, AI you type in what do you want in the image? So let's say high um, Highland cow wearing cowboy boots and it's going to give you um, an image or actually it's going to give you four different variations of that image and you can pick which one you like upscale it and boom, you have an image, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit more post-production to it, but most of the job is done by AI, and then you just kind of change it or fix it once you have it. But um, a lot of times, I just look at the at the keywords in the title of the listing. So if I see a listing I like, I look at the keywords that are in the title because the title can give you the style because a lot of time people that mm -hmm. describe the listing, they are they write what type of style it is. So like it's a watercolor, uh, it's a clip art. Um, it's a it, it it tells you what object it is. So it's a Highland cow. Um, you know, a lot of the the things to, to describe um, the object that you want AI to create are already in the Title, listing yeah. titles. Like yep. Yeah. So you can you can kind of figure out that way, and then 
you know, it's going to give you a first variation. And maybe, you know, there's something you don't like. Maybe the color is um, not the one you wanted. So you you write, you add to the prompt. You say, I want it, I don't know, slightly more uh, brown or whatever. And, sure, and yeah. it's going to give you a, an upgraded version. And that's how you play it. Just like a trial and error. Eventually, you're going to get the prompt that's really good and you can uh, replicate it and and just change it a little bit or, or something like that. that's the process pretty much i love it and so then okay so, so real quick on that like um this is interesting I, i'm learning here too because i haven't you i haven't played with midjourney or or Dal i played with dolly a little bit like probably over a year ago when or maybe not a year ago like six months ago when it was like before it was i was kind of playing right. with it um didn't do anything with it though so but you you say when you say you found a listing that you like so you'd use like a tool like everbee or you just maybe come across etsy and you see something with a bunch of reviews and you're curious um but at the end of the day, you see a listing that is is in demand, right? And it's something that you feel like you can make. It's digital, okay? Yep. So now this thing is doing $5,000, $10,000 a month in revenue, digital listing, and you're just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, And then you look at it and you're like, I can make something like that. And so then you would take the title, maybe the first part of the title, the first third of the title, and you throw, throw it in mid-journey. And then that would give you something and then you'd basically just start tweaking it from there and making it similar to the listing. But obviously now you're creating your own thing, but it's based on the fundamentals that people have purchased this listing over here. And I'm making something that's kind of solves the same problem in a different way. Yep. Did I, did I summarize that properly? Yep. Yep. Usually when you look at the title, you look for it, an object, what it is, a style, uh, and the colors. Cool. And... Mm, maybe an action, maybe, you know, that object is, maybe it's uh, someone running. So you're trying to describe an action too. So I guess those four nice. things, there's probably more, but like these four are enough to create some sort of image that you can later on sell. I love it. You mentioned that you kind of spend your time on the product research side of things. So this is probably perfect to ask you, I guess, what are, what do you identify mm -hmm. as like a product that you're going to pursue? Um, like what is important for you? Like revenue wise, sales wise, listing age, like what is important for you? So before I do any like software, before I use a software to do product research, mm -hmm. I just go on Etsy and see what they suggest to me. Cause like a lot of time, there's a reason why they suggest this listing to me. Mm -hmm. Very often, this listing doesn't have any views or sales or anything, but based on that, on that route, I can give the, I can see the similar listings and maybe in that similar listings, it's the one that it's popular. So before I do anything, a lot of times I just browse like casually. Um, once I find something that catches my attention, I, I use the Everbee. I looked at the, uh, product analytics, right? So I, I have the rank and it will show me like what's getting the most sales. So I usually sorted out the monthly sales. I want to see what has been selling in the last month, um, like the most. Sure. And then after our last conversation, you told me about the filters, which is very silly that I haven't seen them before because it's a big button that says filters. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't pay attention to that. So... <laughs> Um, I use the filters and I usually try to find a listing that's like 
anything between like a month to three months old. I I try to stay away from the older ones. I try to look the the uh, the the new ones because I don't know. I feel like the new ones are more trendy. This is more current. So I try to look at the listings that are are getting sales, getting like significant amount of sales, and they are relatively new listings. Um, That's awesome. And then I, I I create something based on that. What do you? How many sales is is good for you to kind of move forward with? At least consider like what is a lot to sales to you in the research process? So, you listing age of one to three months or zero to three months. So new listings basically. Now, if something has two month two sales, is that interesting to you, or is it like, oh no, I'm only interested in ten plus, a hundred plus, five hundred plus? What's kind of your sweet spot? Yeah, I don't, I don't. This is a good question. I really didn't pay attention, but like, if something got only two sales in the two months, that may be not a good sign. Got it. You're not going to pursue. Um, okay. But maybe ten. You know, maybe ten is a. Is something that I might take a look. Cool. Okay, um, so ten and above probably. Um, yeah, I do this for fun. I, I I literally nerd out on my own our own like FRB tool like because it's so fun to like look at what's selling and I do that same thing. I go from listing age. I use the filters listing age zero to, or three months max, and then I just sort by monthly sales or sort. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't sort by monthly sales. I just sort by total sales because mm-hmm. total sales in three months kind of the same thing. And I just look at these like shirts these digital products like these things are just like i see a hundred thousand dollar products you know per month and i'm just like oh my goodness it reminds me to think more abundant i'm like there's like real money coming through this platform that we don't even see it's just happening you know it's already just happening and the cool part about being in e-commerce is that you can tap into that you don't have to take the whole market you just tap into it and get your own little stream going on and there's plenty enough for everybody. And, th- and that's the coolest thing about it. Yeah. And I think this is my, ex- like, the way I see Etsy, I feel like there's a lot of small, bi- I wouldn't even call them small business. It's just like individuals trying to sell stuff. Sure. I feel like that's the majority. It's like a, you know, mom that's making jewelry and, she just heard about Etsy and she's trying to sell it. So the fact that you are utilizing tools like you, your, yours or, you know, other people's like for product research and you kind of learn how this thing works, it's already putting you ahead of like majority of people on Etsy. Just a little thing can, can really change, give you a huge advantage in my opinion. And if you learn how to like read the data, which honestly, it's it's not that hard. You can, you know, you can be on a path. And if you stay on this path, because that's the hardest part, part, I think, like staying on a path and actually pursuing this, um, you you can probably have good results and and you know build this business this as a as a as your income. Yeah, I think that's awesome, Dan, that you mentioned that because I we don't talk about that enough is like when you say, I think you mentioned, um, stay on this path. What do you mean by staying on this path? Can you talk about that for a second? What I mean by that is look there, there might be a good month. There might be a great month and there might be a really, (laughs) 
really, really bad one, you know? And they might be even worse one after that. And they might be even the worst one ever after that, you know? It's, uh, but then after this three months of hell, there's a, a shiny object in the tunnel, you know? There's a light and mm. you might see uh, progress like I, I started in my e-commerce journey in 2020 when you know the pandemic started all of that uh, I was working full-time and then I decided to like do something on the side I had a lot of time I worked from home so like I decided to like start dropshipping on eBay and I had great months like during the pandemic it was amazing like it's uh, everyone was at home everyone was ordering like it was booming and then <laughs> yeah couple months later my stores kind of died and i gave up and i gave up for a couple of months but then i was like you know what let's try again and i opened a second ebay store and the things got better and i opened another ebay store and the things got even better and then i started like selling stuff on facebook marketplace and that was amazing too and everything was great and mm -hmm. then I think the summer came, I don't know, it was 2021, maybe 2022. No, it was 2021. And things like started getting worse again. And they, they got bad for another couple of months. Uh, but then Q4 comes in and things get better again. So like, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is like, some days are great in the when you are an entrepreneur and some days are not like you just have to kind of fight through those bad days to get to the good ones because they will come if you put work um but that's the hardest part that's that's the hardest part like putting work and staying on a path because it's not a linear path it's 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 <laughs> it's a bumpy road very bumpy no totally man i love i appreciate you sharing that i totally agree um and i think any entrepreneur would agree with you there it's like it's not a linear path linear meaning just up and to the right you know it's like how i how i kind of mention it to to whether it's my my nieces or my nephews or or my my little brother or whoever's whoever's asking me actually who friends like of if you know what's the the key to to, to success and the reality is there's no key it, it's a combination right um yeah. it's a lot of different factors but certain things have different weight and one of them is clarity we, we know this for sure if you're clear on what you actually want out of your life or your business the path becomes clear it, much more clear at least like you maybe don't know the exact trail that you'll take up the mountain but you'll certainly know which mountain to climb you know you'll understand that we need to be moving north you know uh so if you're clear on that then then you have a much higher chance of success then when you do like hit a when you're walking up this mountain and you like slip, you're not too worried about it. You don't get too discouraged because you know that you're moving in the right direction and you have this motivation to kind of keep you moving in that path. And I think people lack clarity. I don't know if you would agree, but I think people lack clarity on what they actually want and what they're trying to achieve. And then they, so anytime they hit a little roadblock, like you said, you know, where like the month kind of gets dark, you know, and the next month kind of gets dark too, they kind of just give up because they kind of forgot what their actually mission was or they weren't clear on what their mission was. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's kind of like my rant for that, but it's, it's certainly like, 
there's something to having staying power. Like there's a lot of books that talk about this. It's it's well documented. I like the way you said clarity because uh, if you if you focus on one if you have a one goal in your mind or a couple of goals, but you actually just focus on these things and don't you know don't don't have that shiny object syndrome which a lot of us have, including me. Mm-hmm. But just stay on one path and one goal and you're clear on what you want and you can pursue it no matter what happens i think uh, i think you will find a way to be successful in whatever that is i agree with you like it's so important it's so underrated and people listening to this right now if you guys are listening to this and you're just like yeah yeah i've heard it before like i know there's a reason why we've heard it before it's because it's true like it's so much truth to just focusing on on what you want and in working towards it, of course. Yes. What are your goals for your Etsy shop? I know it's like not a full-time thing for you necessarily. Like you're kind of like experimenting with it. You just hired like a couple people to kind of help you with your process. So I'm sh- it sounds like you have some ambitions. What's like the revenue goal that you're trying to shoot for monthly or annual? What do you want to do with your Etsy shop? I don't really have a revenue goal or anything like that. Uh, Come on, you got to have yet. something in your mind. You got to have something. I mean, yeah, obviously, I, I would like to make make like million dollars in sales or something like that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We love ambition here at Etsy Seller Podcast. Like, we're all about ambition. So, no, but um, I, I, Etsy is just so different to me, and I, I do okay. I if 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 I will pick a goal, there is one goal. I want to make uh, like let's let at least ten k. After after everything, like in profit, a month, okay. uh, that would be perfect. That that would be awesome. Yeah, perfect. Um, I think I love, it's how hesi- I love how you hesitated. By the way, I asked you a goal, and you like you you pretended like you don't really have one because you were afraid to probably share it with the world. But maybe there's you might, I'm, I'm there might be something to it. There might be something to it. Yeah. yeah. But when you speak it to existence, right? It's right. It yeah, you yeah, speak yeah. it. You see it in your head. You you speak it into existence. Like it it will happen. True. Right? True. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be a nice goal. Uh, okay. If it's going to happen, we'll see. I actually have two Etsy stores. I don't have one. I have two. Okay. One is the one that I share on YouTube. The other one is uh, I try to keep it a little bit more hidden because I'm scared of um, like being sniped and, and things like that. Sure. Yeah. When you put yourself uh, out there, like on YouTube, like your 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 shop, especially if you're really trying to like make your, your Etsy thing a thing. And you, you definitely open yourself up to the masses of like mm-hmm. copying your stuff, downloading your stuff, and then literally relisting it. Like there's definitely some like risks there. Um, so it has to be worth it, I guess, in some ways. Yep. Okay. So 10,000 a month is what your goal is. Where are you at right now? Are you at 500 a month, 200 a month, 1,000 a month? This, what are you at? This, so I, I got to the point that I was making like 2,000 from both of oh, my cool. stores together. Yep. Uh, but things, okay. th- things happen and I'm not there sure. anymore. Like I'm actually, uh, the public store, uh, public store, the one I share on YouTube is not doing so great right now. So I don't know if it's because I was going to ask you why. Yeah. May, maybe some, I mean, I know, for example, that I, I found a couple of stores that are really copy of mine. So some already, some people already found me, mm. uh, but that doesn't discourage me. I, I, I you know, it's fine. Like, uh, I, I think I can still win it. Um, 
a lot of products were also very seasonal too. And the things I was selling are out of season. Um, that's also why I hire help because I want to, my strategy for now is to like beat my competition with the amount of listings. Like I just want to have so many of oh, them okay. that's going to be uh, just too hard for them to, to like compete with me. That's okay. why I hire help. Uh, if the strategy is going to work, well, there's only one way to find out. So sure. we'll see. I think if anything, you'll learn so much probably about process, processes, you know, systematizing things, product research, because you have to have like a lot of products, you know, researching. And if you're having like a strategic approach mixed with the volume of listings, then amazing, right? I think where people, sometimes they confuse, they're like, oh, it's just list a million listings and like more real estate on Etsy platform. But it's like, if the, none of those are validated with like research, then you're just literally throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. That's, but if you have like a, some validation process, you're more that's, likely that's to- That's why I handle the product research. Cause I, yeah. I just want, I want to pick what I want to sell. So, uh, yeah, I, I, um, look, uh, based on other marketplaces I've been selling on, uh, it's always quality over quantity. Like, uh, some people have strategies and like dropshipping, for example, they just list whatever mm-hmm. and whatever sticks it works. That was never my, my goal. I always, I always try to find for products that I know going to work. I, I don't waste time with just listing random stuff. Sure. Um, sure. I'm trying to use the same strategy here with Etsy. Um, totally. I but, think you can right away yeah. you separate yourself by doing, by doing like thinking of it that way, you separate yourself from 99% of the other sellers, right? Because most of the sellers are selling what they just, they heard about that they should sell, their sister told them they should sell, their brother or, or, you know, they just feel like selling something. I can make, I can make a necklace. So I'll just make this necklace and throw it up there. And, and, um, that's, that's fine, but it's, it's, uh, usually you're disappointed because you don't have any research backed by it. We all have, especially if you're an entrepreneurial person, we all have like, I, I literally can look right now. I'm looking at a shelf and I have products that I, I invented, um, got patent pending and went to a supplier or manufactured and designed it and made it and all this stuff. And it did not sell. And really? So you, you designed some products. Did you, did you make them yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I made it myself, like all of it. And like, I didn't validate anything before I, before I did it really. And it was cool. It's a cool little thing that I get to say that I did, but it's like, it's not, it would, if you look at it from like a, some, some lens, it was kind of a waste of time as well. I learned a bunch. What did you make? What, what type of products did you make? If, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, at all. Um, so we, or I made, uh, a, it's, I went to the gym a lot. I played college football. So I was like heavily into sports my whole life. I was always in like in the gym and, I always carried, you carried around a sweat towel, right? And right. you wipe your face, wipe down, the, wipe down the equipment, yada, yada. And I, I thought of this thing where it's like, I wish I just had the towel. I where I used to stick a towel in my waistband, right? And oh, right, so right, instead right. of the waistband, instead of carrying my towel, instead of letting, like dropping on the floor, I just basically invented this like magnetic clip that would hold my towel for me and it would clip onto my, my waist. And I could like pull off the towel, wipe my face and then stick it back on my waistband, like magnetically in like a, in a matter of like a second. Um, cool idea. That's pretty you know? cool. Yeah. But th- just because I think it's cool and you think it's cool, doesn't mean like you'll buy it, you know? <laughs> and yeah. um, that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's a big problem. Like it sounds like it's solving a problem. Uh, it's very practical. It's, it's a niche down product, but just like you said, 
just because you think sorry no offense don't don't don't, don't get me wrong like oh, i like gosh, the idea no, no, but like possibly just like you said just because you think it's cool doesn't mean that the public means it's cool that's why it's yeah. easier to sell the trends that are already popular or like the products are already popular instead of you know creating something new because it's just so hard it's just so hard to have people to adapt to your product or the culture or whatever it's, it's well, on, really on Etsy specifically in Amazon and eBay, there are all these marketplaces that drive traffic to you. It's my friend told me this in the past. He's a very successful Amazon FBA seller. And mm -hmm. when I invented this product and I like brought it to market and all that stuff, he was like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, really cool. But like, he, he told me this, he had more experience, way more experience than me at the time. And he's like, it's really hard to create demand for Amazon. Mm -hmm. Or it's yeah. really hard to create demand for Etsy, meaning the demand is already there. They're typing in the thing that they want. They're not typing in magnetic towel invention. You know, right. <laughs> like they're they're right. typing in something else. Um, so from there on, I've been always like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna validate everything first, and then we'll improve. We'll somehow we'll find a way to improve the product and make it our yep. own but it's going to be based yep. on data because otherwise you're just wasting. I wasted thousands on that thousands years of my life thinking about this thing. And, um, and so it's just easier to, to do it that way. And you could always create like out of one product, you could always modify it, make it better. It's the coolest thing. Like almost all, all inventions that are our products that are in our house today, they're they're They were built off of another product that was doing pretty well and they, they, they improved. Right. It. Yep. Yeah. Fun. Especially now with all these like smart products and things like that, it's uh, you can control it from your phone like an app, and yeah. you know you can change the temperature in your house or the lighting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Okay, so we talked about your uh, where you're at now, where you're where you're going as far as like your goals go. We're excited to to see you see your journey. I I encourage you to keep documenting, man. I love watching your story um, on YouTube and stuff. Like, so just i don't know keep showing it if you don't as long as it doesn't kill your stores and stuff too bad i am well that's the plan um i'm i'm scared about this month because as, as as i told you i am uh, not doing as great as i used to mm -hmm. uh but again like this is not something i'm not giving this uh, to people listening don't don't give up like this is the point i know this is the dark point of my Etsy journey, but I know mm -hmm. that I can, if I try, I'll find a way. I am like, I feel pretty confident in myself because even if this store doesn't work out, I'll just open a new one and, you know, change things up, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it takes, you know? That's right. Exactly. That's, that's, this is the whole point. Actually, it's kind of cool that we get to kind of see you actually in one of your downtimes where you just had a, like a nice, you know, you're in $2,000 a month and then now like you've dropped and now you're like literally at a dark time right now where you're discouraged and you're just like, we'll see. And you use the word, use the language. I'm scared, you know, picking up on that. And like, and it's like, this is real. And so it's the Valley that you're in and you're getting ready to like climb out of it. And then we'll have to, we'll have you on again and we'll talk about that whole thing. But listen, next, next month, when, when we meet up again, I'm going to be like, I'm going to tell you, dude, 10 month, 10 K a month, 20 K you know yep. exactly man that's, a, that's it and then you get to kind of think about where else do i want to take this thing you know it doesn't just have to be it could be only etsy if you wanted it to or it can be you could run 
you could run your own run your own Facebook ads and build it build your own website. Also, it's it's the cool thing about Etsy's not it does not just it doesn't have to only be Etsy. It could be other things too. Uh, obviously, we love Etsy because it's cheap. Yeah, I, I I was thinking of opening a Shopify. I started collecting an email list. For those right. of you that don't know, I, I can tell you a trick how I do it. Basically, once when someone purchases a product from me, uh, I give him like a freebie and basically I asked them, hey, if you want to get the freebie, sign up to this email list. Obviously, I asked them about the consent and everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, that's the way to start collecting email lists because later on you, you can you can utilize this. Like a lot of people don't realize, but like you can get a lot of customers from the emails. You'll be yeah. surprised. Like it's a very powerful tool. Um, I'll be happy to to try it out once once it's out. Totally, man. I think I agree with you with the email mindset, though. It's powerful, powerful. People think it's dead and they say all this stuff, but it's not. It's so powerful. I think it's the most powerful one, to be honest. In conver- yeah. Conversion-wide, I think that's the one that you want to go with, the email list. People just don't know how to use it. I think they don't know how to use email. You know, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it right and communicate properly and all that stuff. But as soon as you kind of get the fundamentals, it's it's a beautiful thing that can basically sustain, like you could build a sustainable business kind of using email. And the, I, 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 don't, I don't know how much time we have left, but like this, this is like a little trick I yeah. do with the emails. You know, we have ChatGPT now and ChatGPT mm-hmm. um, can copy kind of the style of um, the email you want. So if you want it to be like aggressive, you can tell it to be aggressive and it does a pretty good job. Or maybe mm-hmm. you want to write as a specific person uh, or it's funny celebrity or something yeah. like say it like a celebrity, they can do it for you. And, you know, like I want this email to be written like it was spoken by Kim Kardashian or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. So if you know your audience, you can match the language and just chat GPT does pretty good job. Um, Obviously, my suggestion is to like modify a little bit because uh, um, it does a good job, but sometimes it sounds too ChatGPT-ish. So you want to sure. <laughs> maybe yep. add some human aspect to it. But like you know, you can create those emails pretty fast with 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 AI now. I love it. Cool, man. Well, um, to wrap this up, uh, we're excited to appreciate you being here. First of all, very excited to see what you do next with your Etsy shop. Um, very cool that you have so much success in your other aspects of your businesses too, right? With drop shipping and you're also your new, you new um, supplier. Very cool. What can you leave a, a newer entrepreneur with right now? So like what kind of advice or suggestions? Stay on the path. That's my, uh, yeah, pick, pick the goal and stay on the path. Cause it's not going to be easy. And, um, but the cool, it will be, the it will cool be worth thing, it. It will, it will be, worth be worth it. And here's another tip I will give you. Um, I think for the longest time I was working full I had a full-time job, nine to five, the classics. And I was working on all these like adventures in, in my free time. And you can, you, it's doable. Like you, you can, I mean, maybe it's easy for me to say, cause I don't have kids. But you can find a time and you can right. spend just a couple hours a day and you can do it because I've, I've done it. Like, it's possible. 
Love that, man. That's so golden. I appreciate that. Like, totally agree, by the way. There's going to be a million excuses of why you can't do something. Find a way. Find a way. If you want it bad enough, you will find a way. And it's not easy, do it. but it's doable. Yep. Not easy. It's doable. And it'll be worth it. It will be worth it. I love it. Patrick, thank you, man.